Father, thank you. Thank you for calling us out and telling us that you love us and loved us so much that the death and resurrection took place. Forgiveness is not just ours, but for all of humanity. We ask, Heavenly Father, allow us to live our lives as those forgiven people, ones who are not burdened, but able to lift others up. In your name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Thanks to the praise team again, the faithfulness of practicing every Thursday. Every Thursday they're up here. Sometimes I'll go by, if I'm out there driving by, I'll see the lights on and go, oh, that's right, there's the praise team. So thank you very much, and then thank you for leading us on Sundays as well. I don't know how much you remember from elementary school, from like, well, for me, it's many years ago. Sorry. But there's some things that we just remember. Here's one, and it's a little bit odd, and I'll lower my voice just a little. This is from elementary. Want to hear a dirty joke? Actually, some of you, are, some of you like lit up. This is just great. I love watching you. Want to hear a dirty joke? One of you is going like this. All right, here it is. Boy fell in the mud. All right, I think some of you know that. Want to hear another dirty joke? Fell in the mud again. All right, all right, all right, all right. Makes me think about uh, baths. That's my lead-in. It makes me think about baths. And when I was uh, a child, I don't know how often we used to take baths. We used to get that signal from our parents. If, if I had a guess, if I should have taken a bath when I was dirty, I should have taken one maybe a couple times a day. But we would always take a bath on Saturday night. That was a deal. We took baths on Saturday night. Well, what else would we do? Here's the clue. I can't go real high anymore. We polished our shoes. Every Saturday night we polished our shoes. Makes me think about baths, and last Sunday after church, I was visiting with a four-year-old. Four, correct? So I was visiting with this four-year-old little girl, and I asked her this question. Do you take baths or showers? Now, some of you are thinking, now that's creepy. But it has to be in the context of me visiting with the parents as well. So it's this little girl, four years old, and a mom and a dad sitting in the conference room. And the reason I asked her whether she took baths or showers is because I wanted to talk to her about how we get clean. And she, she told me she took showers. That was a quick one. Makes me think about showers and baths and getting clean. Because today we're talking about the baptism of Jesus. And I talked to this little girl and the parents heard that when we're baptized, it's, a, it's different than being cleaned on the outside or cleansed on the outside as with a shower or a bath or washing one's face. But instead, baptism, like for a four-year-old little girl, is the applying of water on a forehead 
but for the cleansing person of Jesus to be in that little girl's heart. That's how it is for us as well. Baptism. Whether we were baptized as an infant and the instilling of the gift of faith or baptized as a four-year-old or an adult, it's that opportunity to say, yeah, I want to continue to have this cleansing Jesus in my heart. As a way of review, that's what happens with our baptisms. When a little baby is brought, somehow the gift of the Holy Spirit is given to that child and faith is given. For a little bit older, the, the faith is renewed and people get to respond to the question, well, at your baptism, do you want to, here's the word, do you want to continue to have Jesus in your heart? Remember that cleansing Jesus in your heart. To be able to say yes, and by the way, that's not just for one time, it's not an activity, it is a daily activity, and I'll talk about that at the way end of the message today. For us, to be able to be, to, for somebody to be baptized, it's a way for them to say, I want that Jesus whose birth we still celebrate, whose, yeah, this is a weird way to say it, but in some ways, we celebrate the death, say it quickly, and the resurrection of Jesus. We celebrate the victory that God gives to us. The water and the word reminds us that, yeah, we were dead, but somehow we get to come out of that water as this new person, just as Jesus did on his baptismal day, comes out of the water with the spirit in him, and his father talking to him as well. So this comes right out of scripture. It's from the passage that I read. It's a little bit different. It's new revised standard version, but it's pretty much the same. It'll be on the screens in front of you. Jesus took off his sandals and his robe. And then he said to John, here it is on the screen, baptize me, brother. By the way, this is the cousin. This is the cousin of Jesus. Baptize me, brother. Well, John stepped back and confused, protesting. I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus insisted, let it be so now. For it's proper for us in this way to fulfill uh, all righteousness. That righteousness is an odd word. Maybe it is Jesus' way of saying, I need to get this stuff right. Not just a baptism, but a ministry. Because you see, this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Approximately 30, I mean 30, golly, approximately three years, starting at 30 years old. And Jesus is starting, it's like, I'm going to be baptized, and this is really that coming out of the water and into the ministry. And I imagine that is so exciting for Jesus to say, yep, here we go. This is exciting. I also would tell you that if I had a guess for Jesus, it was somewhat terrifying as well because he knew what was coming. He knew the cross was coming. 
And I also have to tell you, makes me think about you and me, makes me think about Mount Olive. You know, we've been around here for 40 years, not 30, but 40. But it does make me think about what's ahead for us for the next three years. I wonder what, what's going to happen for th- in three years. You know, in some ways, I wonder if we can use those two words for what's going to take place. Exciting and terrifying. You see, we don't know exactly what's coming up this next year. I mean, this is 2020. And we don't know what's coming up for 21, 22, 23, and beyond. But I will tell you that no matter what, we will keep doing some things. We'll keep baptizing little babies and four-year-olds and adults. We will continue to have the excitement of the Holy Spirit working in and then through us. And the last part of Matthew says, go and make disciples and do that by baptizing and teaching. We'll continue to baptize and teach. We'll continue to go make disciples. Disciples are ones who follow Jesus. We'll continue to do that. And I think that you and I, and this is that ministry thing that Jesus was involved with. You and I need to take a look at Jesus being ready in those three years, and however many years we have, but in those three years, to do some of the same things that Jesus did in his ministry. To be about walking around with people, to walking right beside people. People that, well, uh, maybe are not our first choice. I think you and I need to continue in the next three plus years of continuing to do Church Under the Bridge. We need to continue to to take a look at community first. Well, what is community first? Is this like a new thing that we're doing? Yeah, there's going to be a new thing. Where does this new stuff come from? How come we can't do the same stuff? This new stuff comes from Mount Olive Connects. How is it that we're going to find out new ways to walk with people? How is it that we're going to take what you are as followers of Jesus? I am too. Forgiven, I am too. Equipped, I am too. How are we going to take all that stuff and then walk with people? Community first. People like uh, who, who run uh, mobile loaves and fishes. We're going to hear more about this community first thing so we can actually get with others and form relationships with others. Don't be alarmed. It's not frightening. It's actually exciting and less terrifying than what Jesus went through. All this stuff comes out of Manalov Connects. And it makes me think about Jesus again. You see, he wasn't embarrassed to identify with, and then we can fill in the blank. He wasn't embarrassed to identify with the homeless. He waded right into those waters with people who had some pretty funky backgrounds. Hold on. (coughs) Some pretty funky backgrounds. And he he wasn't afraid to walk into those waters of just like they needed, repentance. And he didn't say, you know, to the people when he walked into the water, though, you know, I really don't need this, but uh, it's for you. He let people think what they would, but I think that he was walking into the water for us. And in some ways, while some of the people, no, all the people went into the water, water, this baptismal water, to have their sins washed away, 
Jesus walked into the water to take on the sin in that ministry all the way to the cross. I think this was the beginning of what Jesus was called to do to take our place. You see, he, he wasn't afraid to get in, to get in and to jump in and to dive in and, and, and to eat with um, the sinners. And in that day, those tax collectors were scoundrels. Oh, he wasn't afraid to do that and get with those folks. He wasn't afraid to get in with the prostitutes and the adulterers. By the way, maybe I'm starting to hit like a little bit, at least around the edges of our lives. He wasn't afraid to get in with people just like, I'll go first, me and you. He wasn't afraid to get in there. That was his mission. And I think his baptism identified him with, oh, here's that church word, with sinners. With us. Back to my shoes. When I uh, was a little boy, I want to talk about my shoes just a little bit. Not only did we polish our shoes on Sunday or on Saturday night, but throughout the week we wore tennis shoes. Why am I telling you we wore tennis shoes? Because I wore my tennis shoes so long I never wore, to, wore out the tops. I always wore out the bottoms. What happened when I wore out the bottoms? That holes in them. One Christmas morning I got up, I opened up the box. I unwrapped the box and I opened up the box and there were, were some tennis shoes in there for Christmas. By the way, you know what happened? My mom and dad had taken my old tennis shoes and, and slapped glued rubber on the bottom. In that day, rubber cement that they put on there stunk. It was, and that didn't stink physically. It just was bad. It didn't work at all. So even on that day, when we're running around my dogs get started barking. And that rubber that they had they had glued on there didn't work. Here's a picture. Let's go back one, Nori. Here's a picture of something that would have been like that, except my shoes were kids. <sighs> Trying to fix shoes. By the way, it just didn't work. Trying to fix those. 60 years ago, I remember this. It doesn't work to fix it. It doesn't work for me to fix it. Now let's go to that next one, please. It doesn't even work for me to try to put a patch on, a, on that, like the heel. By the way, in a punny way, you can't put a patch on this heel. It doesn't work. And for me to try to fix myself doesn't work for me to try to fix again kind of punny for me to try to fix my own soul it doesn't work it has to do with Jesus it has to do with Jesus bringing some healing to me oh and to you it has to do with his life not mine his blood not my efforts, him. It has to do with Jesus bringing newness. 
and Jesus giving himself all of who he was. Remember my joke at the beginning, boy fell in the mud? You and I have walked right into our own stuff, whether it's mud or anything else. You and I have not fallen into, we have walked into our own stuff. And Jesus, the God of this universe, walked into the water of his baptism and hence into our lives to be with us and for us as the Savior. And that, my friends, allows us to walk with others. And I'll tell you what else allows us to walk with others is to remember our baptism. To remember what Jesus has done for us. So when you're taking a shower or a bath, you don't need to tell me what you do. That, you know, we don't need to get real creepy. But when you're taking a shower or a bath or you're washing your face or your hands, remember how it is that God has washed you clean through Jesus. A couple of years ago, I had this prayer, and I'm going to use it now as well. And I want to close this message with this prayer. And I, what my prayer is for you beyond this is that somehow this and the message of Jesus gets to your heart and you remember it more than just for a little while. Here's the prayer we pray. Lord, as I enter the water to bathe, I remember my baptism. Wash me by your grace. Fill me with your spirit. Renew my soul. I pray that I might live as your child today and honor you in all I do. Amen. That's the good news for today. You'll see on the screens in front of you the words to the Nicene Creed. For this, I invite you to stand. Together we say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. The only begotten Son of God, God of His Father, before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come.